house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What's up? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What it do? This is episode 163, college football week four, NFL week three. Lots to dive into. Uh, our first down week so far of the year, um, and it was it was brutal. It was, a, it was a dog fight, but we made it out the other side. A lot of games this week, a lot of high-quality games, the best week of the year in college football by far. Uh, but before we get to that, Saints are 2-0. and We march into Carolina, a place that we went in person a couple years ago, a game we should have won, watched us lose. So a win is a win. How would you grade the Saints' performance week two? Um, the defense is one of the best in the league. Yeah, I mean, really, should have zero touchdowns allowed to the yeah. first two games. Garbage time touchdown. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best corners in the game. Top three. I mean, you could make a serious argument. Who's the best corner in football right now? Um, Lattimore. I mean, really, who who else? Right now? Yeah. Lattimore. Like Ram- playing Ramsey's Lattimore. not playing, and he's been kind of washed. Um, I, I know Jair Alexander's good. I don't think he's better than Lattimore. CD was given sauce problems all game. Oh, Sauce Gardner's overrated. Oh, yeah. he He's good, but he's not – they want him to be yeah, the, the guy because he's in New York and he's marketable and he's not that. He's not exactly. there yet. He's got a lot, he's got a high ceiling. He's got a lot of room to grow, a lot of potential. He's not there yet. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs cannot play. Um, I mean, he he gets bit on a double move every single time. So he's very boomer bust. He's not the top corner in the league. Xavier and Howard look good, but still, I still, I still got Lattimore. Yeah, I don't think Xavier and Howard's as consistent as Lattimore. Right. Um, who else? Who am I missing? I know there's more, but I mean, literally, you can make an argument. He's he's the best corner in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's given up what? I, I mean, he's given up a handful of catches. He's given up less than ten yards each game in man coverage. So, I mean, you got to tip your cap to the defense all in all as a whole. Carl Granderson making plays. The D line it looks good. I understand it's Carolina, tough offensive, not the best offensive line. And then a rookie quarterback, but all in all, I'm impressed. I'm pleased with it. Two and zero is two and zero, no matter who you beat. It's going to be a tester, I think, going into Green Bay on the road. We're two point underdogs. They don't look bad. They should have beat Atlanta, but still, they got a quarterback that we can rattle, that we can get to. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, like, what did I say? We very well could be five and one mm-hmm. through our first six weeks. Get through one more week. If you're two and one without Alvin Kamara. That's a that's a huge win. If you're three and zero, I mean that's an A plus. So, Derek Carr, I don't like that it's two weeks in a row that he's had a what the fuck is that throw? That was such a bad throw. Yeah, yeah. like a horrible throw. I don't really get where that's coming from. Um, Drew would throw one in a double coverage with a safety over the top every now and then. He's throwing them into like oh there's a safety underneath over top and the corner's right on his hip. It's like there's no chance that that's going to get there. I don't know what he's doing. 
but that's two weeks in a row you've essentially iced the game with a deep ball. So he can throw the shit out of a deep ball on the money. Shahid's a problem. We have weapons. When Kamara comes back, I've been saying it like a broken record. It's going to it's gonna make life so much easier. Kendra Miller might come back and play. We're going to need him to because Jamal Williams pulled, tore his hamstring, pulled his hamstring. I don't know. I'm feeling good, though. I got high hopes. That defense is going to keep you in games all year. Yeah. All year, no matter who you're playing. That defense will keep you in games. Yeah. So stop what you're doing right now. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on YouTube, Big Easy Bets TV. If you're listening... Um, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it doesn't matter. Hit subscribe. Notoriously or, or historically, there's no better time to listen to us after a bad week. Um, we typically bounce back in a big way. I have a lot of plays this week. A lot. I like the board quite a bit. I'm talking maybe 10 plays in college football. Uh, TBD on the NFL. So we're sending shots this week. Um. Oh, I saw the weirdest shit. I wrote it down. I figured I'd mention it. Uh, a raccoon got hit right outside the the neighborhood, like mm-hmm. like mutilated, horrible, horrible hit. Died instantly. The people in the neighborhood. It was right by the entrance. The people in the neighborhood went out and put a tombstone, like a makeshift tombstone, and something that they typed up on like Microsoft Word. It said "R.I.P. Mr. Raccoon." What the fuck are we doing, dude? This <laughs> raccoon just died a horrific death. Well, really, he probably died immediately, but got destroyed by a sedan. And these people, like, like, what did you do it with your kids? Like, were you like, oh, look at the raccoon? Let's go make a, let's go make a tombstone. Yeah, let's go do a funeral. Yeah, like what, <laughs> dude? I was, and then somebody must have been like, the raccoon was gone very, like, within a couple hours. So somebody must have been like, ah, no way. Like, they disrespected the raccoon. But it was weird. I, I don't under that or They that. didn't even bury it? No. No, it's in the street getting rolled over. Like, but it's like, ha- it's like just barely in the street. So, like, it's legs getting rolled over. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of everything, I mean, insides everywhere. Insides are outside. And that's never good. Like, they had to go stand right next to this rotting raccoon and, like, put the tombstone in the ground. What are we doing? I just want to know who did it. Did you have kids? Was it just a random, like, man? Like, who's doing this? <laughs> but it's like, you got to be messed up in the head, no matter mm-hmm. no matter which way you go about it. I got a bone to pick with this whole neighborhood, man. The Homeowners Association, <laughs> Ray, Ray. Ray at the Homeowners Association, dude. I've had, I've had it with Ray. I really have. He's still on the shit right now? 0.0% chance Ray listens to this podcast. But if he did... Fuck you, Ray. I can't stand that, dude. Um, no, dude, I don't like having neighbors. I don't like anything about neighborhood living. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Um, they want you to cut the grass. It's like, shut up. They leave you letters. Hey, you got to pay a fine. They, they fine you. Dude, it, don't, don't get me started. Um, yeah, if you don't have a homeowners association that you got to deal with, you're blessed. So, um, what else? Colorado's double overtime win. Did you stay up for it? Um, no shot. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. You were up, but bar. you weren't watching. Yeah. Yeah, it was on the TV. Oh, you couldn't see. I said, hang on, hang on. I can't <laughs> leave yet. <laughs> I got to see what happens. That was, um, the Colorado thing's interesting because 
You think it's good or bad for football? Good. I think it's incredibly good. It's weird that people are picking the side that it's bad. Like I've bet against Colorado a lot this year. That's not because I like I'm like anti Dion. I think Dion's awesome. I think that they're just I thought they were in over their head. Um but it's not bad. It's it was the most watched game, I think maybe ever for a regular season game. Yeah, it was a lot. I it was like ten million viewers. Yeah. It was more than doubled the second second place, which was like Georgia, South Carolina. Dion has taken a one and eleven Colorado team in them versus a notoriously shitty Colorado State team is the most watched regular season football game. You got offset, you've got the rock, you've got a laundry list of people on the sidelines. Like Lil Wayne. Yeah, up. Wayne doing performances pregame and halftime performances. It's crazy. You got to, it's good all around. You're getting eyeballs on the sport. It's good for the program, first and foremost, but it's also good for Dion. Don't get it twisted. Like, this is, he knows what he's doing. He's going to get a, he's going to get a better opportunity if he wants it. But I feel like it's a lot of like the Grand Torino, like, get off my lawn, old men, like, no, this is bad. It's not bad for the sport at all. With that being said, what are your thoughts on the, the field storm? Pro or, or yay or nay? I mean, they weren't. That game wasn't supposed to be close. Exactly. Yeah, they were twenty-four point favorites. Mm-hmm. You're storming against Colorado State. I don't have a problem with it, like in the sense of like I'm not like oh you shouldn't. It's just kind of like if y'all think y'all are good now, y'all are a ranked team. Act like you've been here before. Y'all were supposed to dominate that team. Georgia didn't storm the field against South Carolina. They might have even been on the road. I'm just giving you a hypothetical, like. Alabama isn't storming the field against USF, UCF, yeah. USF, whatever. It, it was weird. I don't know. They were supposed to dominate that game. And Colorado State should have won. They definitely should have won. Oh, yeah. So, I am impressed with Shador Sanders, though. Me too. Very impressed. It, it's, it is a testament, like you said. He And I'm, it's, it's kind of like Arch Manning with the, it, growing up in the Manning family. I'm interested to see Drew Brees' kids, like – is it going to carry over there? Tom Brady's got a kid who's going to yeah. – it's like all of these – all of the elite quarterbacks of our era have kids coming up. So it is – there is something to be said when you have grown up in that spotlight and you've grown up with a, somebody who did it at the ultimate highest level. Dion's recognized as the greatest cornerback of all time, played two different sports, played both ways on the field, made a name for himself being – flashy and backing it up talking the talk and walking the walk it's like yeah he's he is he's been programmed from birth to be able to handle those situations and you can see it he does not really put the ball up for grabs there's the line will break down and the defensive line's faster than where he's been playing and at jackson state and stuff like that like maybe he doesn't look as athletically superior as he did against these other guys but it's like he doesn't panic. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the main things because at the next level, you'll be around people that can block well and and superstar athletes that you can get the ball out too quick. But he seems to be able to process things pretty quickly and not panic in the moment, and he's pretty safe with the football. So he's checked a lot. About, he's impressed me a lot. So what else before we get into, uh, get into the recap? Anything? What's going on? Um... The hit on Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can talk about it. Um, I mean, he's going to be out. 
He had lacerated his spleen. Mm. That's what I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Um, definitely a late hit. Yeah. Undoubtedly a late hit. Somebody was trying to argue it. Maybe Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark's an idiot. I'm still blocked from, <laughs> on my personal Twitter. I'm blocked from Ryan Clark. Um, the ball had hit the ground and bounced away. And you could tell he like went around his guy and was like, he knew what he was doing. With that being said, he does not need death threats. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It's like, come on. I'm glad Dion came out and said, no, what are we doing? We're not doing death threats. We're not doing any of that. Travis Hunter even came out and said it. But it was undoubtedly he was headhunting him. And it was a late hit. It was it was one of the latest hits I've seen. Yeah. The ball bounced and was rolling. Mm-hmm. You knew what he was doing right away. I did like Shador Sanders went and got up in his face. He headbutt the shit out of him too. And the dude was not ready for it. It was they did the slow-mo replay. Like they were face to face, and then he went bop, and the dude's like his eyes like went back. Like he was not prepared for it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're pretty much in a unanimous agreement that it was late. Yeah. You would say I so? Didn't, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. Somebody at my work said they thought it was a it was clean though. And I, I <laughs> <laughs> not not clean, but like it wasn't a late hit, is what Oh no, it for sure was. No, it really? was the latest hit I've I seen. Yeah. I really didn't see it. I I I tuned into that halfway through the third quarter. I think it had already happened by then. But then Shador uh, pokes, poked one of the players in the yeah, eye. Yeah, you saw what that? that? <laughs> Taking a page out of Fountain Blue High School's book. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull it up. If it doesn't pop up right away, then I ain't going to do it. Um, no, it was it was undoubtedly. It was a late hit, for sure. Yeah. It, it wasn't even close. I'm going to see if we can. Um, I really hope this isn't just Dion talking about it, and it is, of course, man. Um, 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 um. this might be it. Yeah, just so you can see it. I see it. Where was he at? What do you mean? I gotta see his feet. Well, watch the ball hit the ground. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The ball hit the ground while he was like still three, four yards away. Clearly uncatchable. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I mean that sucks because you want to see the best players on the field, mm-hmm. and he's one of them, pro- yeah. possibly the best player in the country. So I don't know. It was they shouldn't. They probably should have lost that game against Colorado. I said Colorado State's not a bad team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked into them quite a bit in the off season, and and um. So yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a dog fight of a week. Uh, we started off really really well. And then you unintentionally jinxed us. <laughs> <laughs> we, you said we were rolling, and rolling we were. Um, but then it just came. I mean, realistically, college football, it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a good week combined altogether, but it wasn't a horrible week. Um, we got more shit canned in the NFL than anything. But So we'll go through the college football recap. So um, Saturday I had Penn State minus 14. It was a little lucky to get this number, but – um, Penn State's the real deal. They really are. They can run the ball very well. Aller played. It was it, it was worrisome. Uh, Illinois' defense played better than better than expected. I guess Aller, for the most part, he he's a smart quarterback, but he was struggling to uh, kind of move the chains. His completion percentage was not good. Uh, but they were able to kind of have their way on the ground. Um, the backup came in and kind of was kind of running all over Illinois. Uh, it helped that Altmeyer 
threw four interceptions. So realistically, they should have covered this number easily. Uh, So in the grand scheme of things, when you look at it that way, Illinois' defense played really well. Yeah. They only held them to 383 yards of offense. They had five total turnovers. I mean, I'll take the win where I can get it, especially last week. Um, So then LSU minus nine, this was your lock of the week. This was easy, easy money. It really was. We we both obviously felt really good about this. I should have made it my lock. You did make it yours. I was considering it. Never in doubt. I think we were up 21 nothing in the blink of an eye. Maybe yeah. 17 nothing, something like that. Uh, I think, it was, yeah, it was 17 because we were up. We could have always gauge it by can I afford the other team to score a touchdown and mm-hmm. still be over the number. That's when I feel I feel good. And it was just they had no answer for the pass rush. Rodgers was getting ransacked back there so easy easy cover for lsu a dominant win i wish i wouldn't have added alabama with you um i was obviously considering it when you said you were on it i was like all right i'll do it they stink (laughs) they stink the weather did not help um buckner fucking sucks i don't understand why they felt like buckner was going to be good I and, and in our defense, I don't know if you knew, I didn't know Buckner was going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, I didn't know when he... They didn't announce it till two days after we put this episode out. Yeah. So I thought Milrow was still going to be the quarterback because he didn't play horrible against Texas. He did in the beginning, but that, I mean, the deep ball was a dime. His his legs give you an extra, an extra way to attack the defense. You're playing USF. I didn't think that they were going to bench him like that. Mm-hmm. So... In our defense, I didn't know we were going to ship back Tyler Buckner, who is horrible, 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 horrible. They're going back to Milrow now. Yeah. So we'll have not to not surprising. What? Well, well, yeah. Simpson sucks too. He didn't look good. They had so many. They had high hopes for that dude. So Alabama minus thirty-two, horrible pick. Now we can get into well, let's get Louisiana Tech out of the way. I was wrong about Louisiana Tech. They suck. Bachmeyer is trash. Bachmeyer sucks. He's dead. The Hank Bachmeyer. The Hank Bachmeyer we used to know and love is gone. He's never coming back. So the sooner we accept that, the better. They they made it a game, as crazy as that is. Um, they only lost by three. At one point, uh, they were down a lot. They could not stop the run for a second. It was so frustrating. They allowed North Texas to rush for 249 yards, over five yards of carry. 11 of 18 on third down, 2 of 2 on fourth down, 562 yards of total offense. It was so frustrating to watch. And to be honest, I, I think Bachmeyer, I don't know if he got banged up or if they just benched him, but his career is done. I think his career is done because this other dude came in and they were like able to like, Bachmeyer did have two touchdowns, but it was it was kind of fluky. Jack Turner came in 9 of 13, 145 yards and a touchdown. I'm going with him going forward. Mm-hmm. Hank Bachmeyer is he holds on to the ball too long. I, I could go down and I can go on and on down the list. But um I thought that they were going to establish the run on this team. Tyre Shelton had 16 carries, 152 yards, nine and a half yards per carry, and he had a touchdown. Uh one of them got hurt. It might have been Shelton. But Smoke Harris is dynamic. He was a guy I talked about, four catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns. He was made, he, dude, he's like a fat Tyree kill. It's really, really impressive how fast and shifty he is. But yeah, so they nearly, they nearly sent this game to overtime and we could have got lucky as all get out, but we didn't. So LA Tech minus four is a loser. And then my lock of the week, Oregon State minus 24. This one was another really frustrating game. 
I didn't think like I didn't think San Diego State was going to be able to have much success offensively, and they weren't, and they didn't. This really came down to DJ Ungalele. A lot of those accuracy issues that showed itself at Clemson, they showed itself in this game. San Diego State did a good job of stopping the run and forcing them into third and five plus, and Ungalele was just unable to make the throws. He was off on multiple. Um, the touchdown that he had, it was like a wide receiver screen that the wide receiver just took to the house because he's fast. They were undersized at wide receiver. All of them are like 5'8". San Diego State has big corners. They have one guy who's like 6'2", 6'3". And he was staying with them stride for stride. Like, they're throwing it deep. I'm, like, thinking he's got to be able to get – because I see him up there. I'm watching him, and then they go off the screen, obviously. Yeah. And he throws it. So, I'm like, he's got to burn him. He's he's the fast – he's the short, fast guy. He's got to be burning. He's on his hip, making incredible plays all game. It was a really – it was a tough one. Um, Oregon State wins 26-9. to San Diego State, I mean – like I said, do they find the end zone twice? I don't think so. They didn't. Um, Oregon State did have the ball at the end. If they go down and score a touchdown, then we're sitting at uh, we're sitting on the number, and we would have took a push, but we didn't get it. Um, San Diego State was able to put drives together. First downs, it was eighteen to twenty in favor of Oregon State. Um, yeah, Ongalili threw two interceptions. A shitbag announcer, dude. He's like, oh, he hasn't turned it over all game. I'm like, god damn it. And she, Lindsay's sitting next to me. She's like, what? He threw a pick the next play, I swear to God. I'm like, this stupid asshole. They're like, oh, I didn't jinx him. I'm like, dude, I hope you get fired. <laughs> I hope your whole family goes hungry. Um, so just a frustrating a frustrating um, weekend overall. Two and three. Uh, brings me to nine and ten. One and three in my locks of the week. I got to pick it up in the locks without question. You also went two and three. We were on similar games. Yeah, LSU was the lock. Neighbors. Mm. Come on. Dude, (laughs) what do you have? 10 catches in the first half? Yeah, that was incredible. Um, And then we went to Alabama, obviously. I didn't have – I wasn't that concerned that Buckner was going to be starting once I found out. But I don't know if Milrow was starting if they would have covered this number either. They just played like – they played bad. Yeah, the weather didn't help. Yeah. Um, I mean, they only let – I mean, the the yards were pretty close. Like, when you look at – the yards margin, they're pretty close. Yeah, and somehow UCF, USF only scored, what, three points? Yeah. 17 points for Alabama, dude. What are we doing? Terrible in third down. Um, yeah, Alabama, they're saying this could be sa- the end of Saban. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, could Lane Kiffin put the nail in the coffin? I don't know. Dude, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, that's, I hate those big spread games, though, because you know right away if you got it or not. Uh-huh. You find out in that first quarter, you need to be up 14 points in the first quarter. Yeah. And when it's 3 nothing or whatever the hell it was, it's like, oh, dude, it's just so frustrating because then you're, like, hoping, like, maybe we get a pick six. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get a quick score. Like, because USF is trash. Yeah. Like, you're expecting, like, okay, we're going to – something's going to happen, and it just doesn't. And you're still watching because you can't help it, and it's fucking annoying. Minnesota plus 7.5. North Carolina gets a ball first. They end up, I think, converting a fourth down and end up scoring a touchdown. Minnesota gets the ball. They're driving. They have the ball in opponent territory, maybe even in the red zone, and then it's an interception. A bad throw kind of gets tipped, turns into an interception, and after that it was like Minnesota really couldn't do much on offense in this game. And defensively they were playing pretty good, but Drake May just makes plays on third down. He's he's going to convert if you give him time, so – that's what happened there. I think North Carolina ended up winning this game pretty comfortably. 
Um, Troy minus two. This game was a close game. Troy ended up losing by two. 16 to 14. I was also on the under, so we cashed on that. But Troy had more first downs than James Madison. They had more yards than James Madison. But yeah. they weren't able to win the game. No, and that kind of sums up how this week went. Um, which Joseph had another good week, which I'll let you recap yours in just a moment. But, um, yeah, that's that, that's kind of how it felt this whole week. Which, granted, if two and threes, it, it feels worse than it is. Yeah. It feels worse than it is. So that's good. That's a good problem to have. I still have – I still feel like I'm – I like a lot of the games that I'm looking at, and I feel good about them. It just felt like – it felt like we were right there on a few – and it, it's so funny how, like, even in the NFL, it so easily could be a much different weekend. Like, very a couple plays, a handful of plays, and you could have a completely different weekend. So, mm-hmm. the sky hadn't fallen, but it definitely felt like it. I, I ate a fucking whole pack of Oreos. <laughs> I'm serious. I really did. I ate. Lindsay went and got them, and I looked at her. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And she's like, what? I was like, figure out how many you want tonight. Cause they're not going to be here tomorrow. And she's like, what? I ate them all. She ate like four. I ate them all. Double stuff. Family size. <laughs> Serious. No, dude, it was bad. It, it was bad. Um, I'm not proud of it, but Double stuff, family size. Huh? I, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't had milk. I haven't had real milk in forever. She got milk. I'm just fucking down in glasses of milk. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm going off the rails. I, I whenever I have, the problem is I have a bad week and I eat to make myself feel better, mm-hmm. and then when I have a good week, I eat to celebrate. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not good. Uh, all right, Joseph, you went two and one again. Yes, I thought it should have been three and zero, oh, but you know how this shit goes. Are um, you complaining? After well, going two and one, did you watch the game I lost? Yeah, I did. I watch every game. Well, come on, come on, you would be too. Yeah. What? You definitely would be complaining. I mean, we I w- were right there. Yeah. Like twice. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll I mean, touch. you were right there a lot. Purdue well, oh, turned yeah, it over in the <laughs> opponent's territory like four times. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll touch on that one. That was my lock. That was the only one I lost. The Syracuse Purdue over. Uh, entertaining game. Uh, I like what I saw out of Schrader in Syracuse, like I said. Uh, I just didn't see Hudson Card being a shitbag and. In this offense, turning the ball over as much as they did. Um, yeah, I think I think it was less of him being a shitbag. I think it was more of sack fumbles and just untimely yeah, yeah. turnovers. Yeah. They yeah. could have had a lot more points on the board than they did. Yeah, you, you, the whole team's accountable for sure, but I, I thought I thought Carb would be a little bit better that game. Um, and then I had Missouri plus five. That was a good call. Um, they just came up with some timely stops, and then what a kick. To end the game, that was incredible. You never see college kickers win games on sixty-one yard field goals. Oh yeah, that was that awesome. Was, that that was, was the eighty-seven percent body fat kid. Yeah, yeah, that's what was that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did, and he railed it too. Damn, I mean, he railed it. That was a good game to watch. Can't make a fifteen-yard field goal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. it was awesome. And then uh, Fresno State, <clears throat> I didn't even know. Like, I don't think they came out with it. Until the game, I didn't even know Rashada oh, was out. Piss me off. But that that was huge. So they, I've been uh, trying to watch every game. They won handedly. I, I was as soon as they said that dude was out. Well, the thing with Rashada is they've been saying that it's Pine, right? Yeah. 
He's supposed. Well, well, he came in as a third. I don't know if he's if he just dressed out and was somewhat injured, but they've been saying that he's supposed to be the starter, and he. I don't know why he's been injured. He's been injured this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, that Rashad they because they were talking about it in the Oklahoma State game that maybe Rashada doesn't play once Pine is is healthy. Well, I guess he wasn't fully healthy because they went to the third string. Correct. Well, I think. However, it plays out. I think it worked out best for him. I don't know how serious Rashad's injury is, but if you do end up redshirting him, he got some experience, and then now you kind of just let him get the extra year. Yeah. And oh man, the line didn't do him any favors. Right when he came in, he was getting mauled. Who Pine? Yeah. Yeah, he stinks though. He was getting mauled when he it was sack fumble on the like the first play. I think he came in. Tommy Reese and Brian Kelly went out there and recruited a quarterback room of Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine and Jack Cohn. <laughs> My God, dude. Hey, Cohn was a beast. And Saban said, "Tommy Reese, come on down to the <laughs> SEC." Yeah, paying the price. Uh, so you go two and one. What's your overall? Uh, it is nine and three, and in my locks, two and two. Okay. All right. So we will turn our attention to. Uh, I would say the best week without question so far. I know it's a er, young season. Um, are you on any Friday games? No, I'm on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. Wow. Go ahead. Georgia State at Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is six and a, po- six and a half point favorites. It's kind of tough to gauge how good these two teams are. Obviously, Coastal Carolina's without Jamie Chadwell, their longtime coach that kind of brought them into prominence. Um in Georgia State, they haven't really played anyone top-notch yet. So, on offense, Georgia State's averaging 6.7 yards per play, 24th in the country. It's clear that the offense is good. They've been getting better every year with Granger at quarterback on defense. Is where it's kind of we get conflicting data against FCS Rhode Island. They allowed 520 yards. I bet against them the next week, I'm expecting this defense to be Pretty bad, but against UConn, they only give up under 400 yards, 300-something yards, and then the next week they also give up 356 yards to Charlotte. Um, So it seems like the defense has improved. I mean, you're playing against Rhode Island, you give up 500 yards, you're expecting that trend to kind of continue once, once the competition gets tougher, but it doesn't. The defense seems to be buckled down a little bit. Um, Even though... That's the case. You still got to have a little bit of concerns here. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they still have Grayson McCall. They're still really good on third down defensively. I I don't think their struggles are fixed either from a year ago. I think Georgia State's offense is good enough to keep this game close. And even though um, I agree with them getting a win here, I'm also going to double dip. I'm going with the over. So I'm going Georgia State plus six and a half and the over 62 and a half. For what it's worth, I was very close to pulling the trigger on Georgia State because I still got Granger. Yeah. Dude's been there forever. Um, I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to tail it just because uh, I'm not going – I'm not – Tailing my y- bet again? No, not not for that reason. <laughs> not for that reason, but obviously it didn't stick out enough to me to pull the trigger on it, so – Yeah, um, and honestly, this <clears> game could go to seven. I, I don't think it's going to go any lower. I mean – That's the side I, I would I still on. think Georgia State's kind of being overlooked here. I saw the offense against UConn. They're they're very good. Yeah, um, the best I've ever seen them. I like it. Um, all right, I I have a Friday game. I tweeted it out because I was worried that the line was going to move, 
and it did just that. So if if you're not following the Big Easy Bets page on Twitter, uh, you could have got a better number on this game. Wisconsin versus Purdue. We just talked about Purdue. I did not think Hudson Card played bad. He was 32 of 46, 323 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I'm I'm impressed with Purdue after watching him against Fresno and just honestly overall just the ability of Hudson Card. I, I we watched him in his early years. I didn't think he was that good. He's definitely um, gotten better. Kind of sneaky, has the ability to scramble. Uh, he's pretty quick, much quicker than I thought. Um, the problem is the turnovers. Three lost fumbles, one interception, but three lost fumbles. Odds are you're not going to fumble it that much. They need to have better ball security, obviously. Um, they were deep in Syracuse territory. It could have been a very different game. The secondary is not bad. They held Syracuse to 184 yards passing. Um, the problem was, but it's misleading, is the rushing yards. Syracuse had 271 rushing yards, but Schrader had 195 and four touchdowns, the quarterback for Syracuse. You don't really have to worry about that with Tanner Mordecai for Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's good. I, I, I'm i low. I'm low on Wisconsin this year. I think Purdue getting a full touchdown on their home field. The place is going to be going crazy. I'm taking the Boilermakers. They got to clean up the penalties. They got to clean up the turnovers. I think that – I think Hudson Card's ability to actually be mobile in this one um, – could extend a lot of drives. I just feels like too many. So I'm taking Purdue plus seven. I'm low on Wisconsin. Um, they haven't looked good really in any game. Mm-hmm. So are either one of y'all on this? You said you're not on Friday games. Are you? Yeah, no, I am. What are you taking? The same side. Okay. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you just said. And I think uh, the penalties were a problem as well. They had 11 penalties for 127 yards. So I think this is a good spot for Walters to clean this game up, have his guys ready. Have his guys ready to keep the game close, um, and this kind of this just happened with Wisconsin. They beat Buffalo thirty-eight to seventeen to start out the season, and then they go to play Wazoo. Mm-hmm. They go to Washington State on the road as five-point favorites. Yeah, and they got beat outright thirty-one to twenty-two. Yeah, so I think we could see a little bit of a repeat. I mean, granted, Wazoo I think is a little bit better than Purdue. Yeah, uh, I would say so. I, I just it I still it still feels like too many points at home, you know. It, I think it's a little misleading of a line. Yeah, I mean so. Purdue Purdue played a really tough game with a good Fresno State team, right? And which I, the jury's still out a little bit on how good that Fresno State team is, but they can put points on the board. Right. Then they went to Virginia Tech and got a win, and then you play Syracuse. I'm telling you that game. It's 35 to 20. They lose by 15. They had four turnovers, three fumbles. And, and the, the interception was off the hands of the receiver, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Three fumbles, though, deep in the opponent's territory. They very well could have won this game. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And a called back touchdown, you know, yeah. with time left a little bit. So they, they're not bad at stopping the run. They just got gashed by Schrader, a mobile quarterback. You don't really have to worry about that. Like I said, with Tanner Mordecai, stop the run. Don't let Wisconsin's offensive line bully you in the trenches, and then uh, make Mordecai beat you. He's looked underwhelming this year. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what side would you lean? Probably Purdue. That place is going to be going crazy. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Yeah. Night game. Well, 6 p.m., but it'll be night. 
when it comes down to the nitty gritty. So, um, yeah, granted I tweeted it out and got it at site. So yeah. What number do you have? Well, today it was, I, when I wrote this down, you could see, I, I had it at seven as well, but today it's at, it's at five and a half. Yeah. So, well, but I mean, I bet it at seven. There's yeah. probably still six available. Yeah, there is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do have another Friday game too. Yeah, there were a couple. Of do you have another on one? Friday. No, you have none on Friday. No, I don't think so. Okay. I am going to go to Air Force and San Jose State. This one comes down to the play of Shevin Cordero. Uh, obviously, we saw him against USC. Uh, we, we've seen Cordero quite a bit over the course of his career since we've been doing this podcast. He's impressed me 783 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. Can San Jose stop the run? Air Force service academy they're going to want to run it down their throat utah state couldn't cordero's ability to put points on the board could get air force in that position where the game plan for air force kind of becomes obsolete a little bit if san jose can store can score quick get a stop score quick again now all of a sudden air force can't really just sit on the ball take the air out of it which is exactly what they did against utah state they were up 22 to nothing in the blink of an eye and then that's all she wrote they're they're just going to play their style and you got pretty much no chance of getting back into it if you look at, I mean, San Jose State had to play Oregon State and USC, two of the top teams in the Pac-12, if not the two top teams. Um, so you can't just look at records here. Air Force has played Utah State, Sam Houston State, and Robert Morris. They haven't been tested. You got San Jose State at home, all 30,000 fans, only half will show up. The place is going to be going crazy. Uh, sell out, stop the run. Cordero, lead us to victory. I'm taking San Jose State plus three and a half. What is your next one? Um, Going to Saturday? Yeah. Okay. 230 on ABC, number 19th ranked Colorado. Going against number 10, Oregon. Oregon is 21-point favorites. I haven't bet on or against Colorado yet this year. That is going to change today. Clearly, there, the there's Buffaloes. a substantial mismatch at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Oregon's bigger, stronger, and just better. In the trenches, I, I love everything that, that Dion's doing over there, but this is this is really Colorado's first test. Obviously, TCU isn't as good as everybody thought they would be, and it's coming on the road in a hostile environment against a top-10 team. Colorado has, a, has an explosive offense, but its defense is – Equally as bad as it as its offense is good when it comes to explosive plays. Um, Colorado's offense still struggles on standard down. Shadur Sanders holds on to the ball far too long. I think Oregon's going to be able to run the ball. Bo Nix will have success. Um, it kind of worries me a little bit because Oregon's a little bit susceptible to explosive plays in a passing game on defense. I'm going to take Oregon first half minus 11 and a half, and then I'm also just going to Take them for the full game too. Okay, minus twenty one. Aggressive. I was waiting for the uh, for the butt while you're taking Colorado. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm on Oregon too. I'm going back to it. I gotta I gotta get them once. I gotta get them once. Um, I, I mean, I have. What do you have the full game at? Twenty one. Okay. I I got. I'll take twenty one. I got twenty and a half. I'll take twenty one. Uh, the Cinderella story's over. Their best players hurt. Travis Hunter's out. Shador Sanders is a guy. I do agree he does hold on to the ball too long. I do like that he doesn't just throw it up for grabs typically. We've talked about how much he's impressed us, but 
this is a step up in competition, a tremendous step up in competition. And the problem with this team is they're very top heavy. They have guys at key positions, but they don't have the depth. Travis Hunter's out a few weeks. Their starting center is banged up. He didn't play last week. It's yet to be heard on if he's going to play this week or not. And like we said, they were supposed to beat that Colorado State team by 24 points. If Oregon goes three and out more than one time, I literally wrote this down. I think it's a failure offensively. I don't think that they should be able to be stopped at all. Really. I, this Colorado defense is bad. It's not It's not good. We've seen it against everybody they played, with the exception of Jeff Sims just dropping the snap. That's the only way they can get a stop, mm-hmm. is if the quarterback just has a stroke. So Oregon should be able to win this game by however much they want. Yeah. So I'm taking Oregon minus 21. The clock striking midnight, and uh, tip your cap to Dion, but it's over. Joseph, what's your Saturday game? Uh, first, I am going to Florida State at Clemson. Um, Florida State struggled a little bit this past week, uh, barely squeaking out a victory over Boston College, thirty-one to twenty-nine. Um, and I understand I'm going against the home dog here, but I just. I just think Florida State is the better team, straight up. I'm taking Travis over Klubnik any day. Uh, I think people are maybe going to overreact a bit to the close win that Florida State just had and the struggles that they had. Uh, I understand it'll be a tough environment. Um, but I but I like Jordan Travis to have success against Clemson, similar to how Riley Leonard did. Um, only difference is Riley Leonard and Duke were at home. Travis can get it done with his legs as well. Um and, yeah, I just, I'm just going to take the better team here. Florida State minus two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that people are really going to overreact. It was a classic look-ahead spot. That's the that's the typical trap spot, would you agree? They got Clemson on deck playing Boston College, who didn't play bad. They, they, um, I'm on this game as well, but I'm on the over. I think, I think that it's now or never for Cade Klubnick. If he goes out and he shits the bed this game, you're talking about Saban and that regime, the Clemson regime's done. Yeah. I like Shipley a lot. I think they do have – they don't have a dominant number one, but they have a solid number two wide receivers all over the field. But then Florida State's got guys. They got – they've got – we saw it firsthand. The, the thing is, when we were able to pressure Travis, though, he made some mistakes. So I do think this Clemson D-line is a little – off-season overhype like we've seen in years past. Um, but same thing. They still have guys over there. So I, it worries me a little bit just when Travis was pressured, uh, how willing he was to put the ball up for grabs. But with those weapons, solid running game, I'm taking the over. There's it, it, Dude, it says on this that there's weather in the forecast. I've looked it up three separate times and didn't see weather. So I'm going to fact check that. But are you on this? No. No. What side would you lean? Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, I think it's kind of like you see Clemson, they, the score against Duke, that's a little bit misleading in my opinion. But yeah, um, I do think Florida State's a really good football team. I think that... I expect them to win, but yeah. as far as betting on them, it's a stay away. I feel like it's a little bit of a trap bet here. Yeah, the line's grown from one and a half to two and a half. No, it, so actually, I wrote down 
I wrote down we have to talk about it. I mean, right there. I put the sharp side is clearly Clemson. Yeah. So this is one of those. Because on paper, they are better. This is one of those where it just goes the way you don't think it should go. And it's like, why? Something will fucking happen. It, it, that or I've told you, I've been seeing. I'm gun shy from this past week a little bit. So it's like, I could see either way. I could see Florida State coming out and doing exactly what we told everybody in the offseason they were going to do with Jordan Travis and how good he's going to play. And and we clearly thought he was had good value for a Heisman bet. And they've got weapons on top of weapons. But, but yeah, it's like, it's almost too easy. And that's typically when, like, I haven't even really looked at if where sharp money is or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'd imagine it's on Clemson. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the over 55, though, looking for points. I just checked the forecast. I don't see any forecast. I don't see any weather in the forecast. So, um, I do think Klubnik kind of got it together, but it's like it was against shit competition. Shipley's really good. Shipley's a chain mover. He He's a really good running back. Florida State, I don't know. I'm on the over. Let's see. Um, what? How many total do you have? Five. I've given out four. Oh, you only have your lock left? Yeah, I mean, I'm really close to pulling a trigger on one. Jesus. More. I've got one, two, three, four, and then my lock. Five left. I told you, I'm sending, I'm sending shots this week. Okay. Um, how many do you have before you lock? Two more and then my lot. Okay. I am going back to Penn State. It's, I I understand. (laughs) I know. But, dude, I'm telling you, this team is good. The defense is so good. So good. They should have covered the spread. They did cover. They should have covered it easily with those turnovers that they forced. I'm too much of a believer in this team. There is rain in the forecast, but Penn State has a stable of running backs and the 33rd-ranked Russian defense. When it comes time for a QB to make a throw, I think Drew Aller will be the one to do it. Uh, I got it at minus 14. I don't know if you can still get it at that number or not. Um, I Actually, no. I did see a 14 today. Um, so I'm taking Penn State minus 14. It's, I understand McNamara has experience and blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a believer. I'm riding this Penn State train till the wheels fall off. They're the real deal. The Big Ten is open. It, it's top-heavy with three teams, but Penn State is very much in the mix, number seven in the nation. Let's see what we can do. See if we can keep riding the wagon. Penn State minus 14. What's your next one, Joseph? Uh, I'm going to Army at Syracuse. Um, I was extremely impressed with Schrader. Uh, as I, as I thought he would be very good, but his running ability is just absolutely incredible. The offense can score points, and they can score in a hurry. Uh, but that's why I think Army, a, a team who we know, is just going to run it, try to run it down your throat. They'll try to slow this game down as much as possible and keep the ball out of Syracuse and Schrader's hands. Um, I was also e- equally as impressed with Syracuse's defense as well. They shut down all plans that Purdue had of running the ball. Uh, it's a top-20 defense overall, 14th ranked against the run, against the run which I think will – fit well here against Army in their game plan. Uh, so I don't think Army will have much success here scoring points in this game. That's why I'm going to go under 50 and a half. Okay. Uh, there's a 51 and a half. Under 51 and a half. Um, 
Good. I'm going to be honest. I, which clearly I don't know shit, but thought you were about to take Syracuse. I don't like Syracuse in this spot. Um, I think I, I don't have an opinion on the total. I would at first glance. Yeah. I would probably lean under. I think, uh, Schrader did look good, but can he do it again? Like army's definitely a disciplined team. Um, Army has looked uh, kind of suspect, but I feel like the service academy teams do kind of come on strong later on in the season. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't dislike that. Um, okay, this might be my squarest pick of the of the day. I'm worried about it, um, but it kind of falls into that Clemson category for me. But I could totally be wrong. Oregon State, Washington State. This is a really interesting matchup. Ongalele versus Cam Ward. This is going to be DJ's first big-time game as a Beaver. Oregon State's the much more balanced team here. Damian Martinez is one of the best running backs in the country. Where Washington pretty much solely relies on Cam Ward. Um, like I talked about, Oregon State has those speedy, small receivers, but they're really not that good at uh, creating separation. I'm going to take the home team here, getting three. I'm going to back Wazoo and Cam Ward. Washington State did a great job stopping the run against Wisconsin, held them to 91 yards, three yards a carry. A lot of the inaccuracies that plagued Ongalele at Clemson, like I said earlier, showed up against San Diego State. I think I trust Cam Ward's ability to use his legs when needed, but to keep the chains moving, they're fourth nationally in third down conversion percentage at 61%. Load up the box, stop the run, put Ongalele in situations where he's got to make a throw, and he was not able to do it against San Diego State. The crowd's going to be going crazy in Wazoo. I think it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be an awesome environment. It's going to be a great game. Um, this it might be a it might be a bad pick because Oregon State is balanced, but Cam Ward's a guy. I, I, I like Cam Ward. We obviously we were watching him closely last year and he's off to a much better start this year so um but then just just watching Ongalele that they, they really don't have the receivers they have speedy guys like I said they took a wide receiver screen to the house it was just a straight line he ran faster than the other guys they're not that great at creating separation um and Ongalele hasn't really I don't know I, I gotta see him do it I'm taking Cam Ward and in, in Wazoo plus three at home Got an I was gonna take Oregon State if you were on them. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I just think the defense, dude. It is good. Cam Ward's a good player. Really good. But I remember seeing him struggle. I do too. Before, so. But this is a new year. I mean, maybe he just—he's gonna hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. It's like it could cost. It could cost. Ongalele was too, though. Yeah, that's the big question: Is uh, ukulele gonna fucking? I'm telling Step you, up. dude, it was that Oregon State should have covered that game. They didn't because of Ongalele. In in the accuracy, they put him in third and medium. And dude, he, he was missing throws to the flat, like Bo Nix, the shit we despised when he was at Auburn. Simple throws. He was just missing them. It, but deep downfield, same thing. He wasn't able to put a ball on anybody. So, like I said, the one touchdown, I think he had one, was a wide receiver screen. Yeah. And dude, it's they're going to be going crazy there. They got high hopes in Wazoo now. I mean, they got a lot of hype. They got a really good quarterback that can do it all. I I, I understand the spot. That's why I said it might be it might be the 
the worst pick I have of the weekend, but I'm going to do it. Wazoo plus three. So y'all just have locks left, right? I got one more into my lock. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Maybe beating a dead horse here. Maybe pushing my luck, but I'm going back to my fight in Irish. Uh, going to take Notre Dame plus three and a half at home against Ohio State. Um, I love being a home dog here with a hook. Uh, I think the crowd will play a huge part in this game. It's going to be electric. Um, we all know the Fighting Irish can score points. They have a great ground game with the leading rusher in the nation, Audric Estime, uh, it, which, should shof, which should soften up this Ohio State defense and eventually open up the passing game for Hartman. But I like this defense as well. Um, I know I've talked about him before, but I like Maris Lufau's impact on the game, number eight, that linebacker with the long hair. Mm-hmm. He's a ball hawk. He always seems at the right place at the right time. He tackles great. I like him in open space with these speedy receivers coming across the middle for Ohio State. Uh, I think he can come up with some big plays defensively, and I think that Notre Dame has a chance to win this game. But I, but I do like the hook, so I'm going to take him plus three and a half. All right, so you're not going to like this, but there is no hook available. No, there was one this morning. I bet it this like, morning. As of right now or the whole day? Uh, I this didn't... morning it was three and a half. I don't know. I'm on Ohio State, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, that's across all books. But, yeah, I mean, if you got it this morning, then you can take three and a half. But, yeah, I'm on Ohio State minus three. Um, I've been saying I, I like Jim Knowles' D.C., They've got guys on that D-line. I think that they can get to Hartman, bother him. The first test that we really saw from them was NC State. And he put a lot of balls up for grabs. I still stand on. I think that that's a much closer game. They probably don't cover if there's no weather delay. And I don't like their secondary. I don't like the safeties. I don't like the safeties' ability to attack the ball when it's in the air. Uh, I think they're going to get bit on a lot of double moves. I think Obviously, Ohio State has guys, specifically Marvin Harrison. Um, but they have quality runners themselves. The athletes, when you stack them up on the outside, clearly the advantage is Ohio State. There could be a little weather in this forecast. Um, but if that is the case, I mean, I lean towards Ohio State's defense in this one. I think I do like the guy you mentioned, uh, the the Troy Polamalu. Yeah, um, definitely is good flying all around the field. The secondary is where I think that they're going to get him. If the offensive line can hold up, I think there's going to be options. There's going to be there's going to be. I mean, the tight end doesn't get enough credit. I'm blanking on his name, but I talked to you. Stover. Stover is a stud, dude. What he can do in the run game as well as through the air, that's like in in. That's an unbelievable asset. So you just add him in the mix. You've got Mayan Williams. You've got Travion Henderson. And like I said, I don't, I don't, I, I watch Hartman put balls up for grabs against shittier competition. I mean, we're going to, a question's going to get answered. Like I said, I'm going to be on a lot of the big games this week. Questions are going to get answered this weekend. Um, and we'll see what happens. I'm taking Ohio State minus three, though. You're not touching it? Um, I'm going to take Ohio State. Really? Yeah. I got a bunch of stats here. Go ahead. But it's not really organized. Ohio State's 12, number 12 ranked in yards per play and number two ranked yards per play allowed. Notre Dame's also good in those those categories as well. Number six in yards per play and number 14th in yards per play allowed. 
Notre Dame, what's what's been most impressive is their finishing drives. Well, six six points on average per opportunity. An opportunity is when you pass the opponent's 40-yard line. So they're finishing drives with touchdowns a lot. Um, defensively, they're playing well, but they show some weakness against the explosive pass plays. I think that could be a problem, especially because of Ohio State's wide receivers and their playmakers at running back. Um, Ohio State's averaging very good as well, 5.5 points per opportunity, and they're running the ball well, 3.7 line yards per rush after they kind of didn't run the ball that well in the opener. Um, Defensively, they're very good, and they're good against the run, but the thing that concerns you with Ohio State is they're only stuffing 13% of opponents' run plays. Uh, That's the only glaring weakness so far. But the bottom line is, like you said, Ohio State, they just have better players, especially better playmakers. I think that's what it's going to come down to. So this was going to be a strong lean for me and maybe a late ad, but I'm just going to go ahead and take it now, Ohio State minus three. Yeah, I mean, when you look at NC State, like uh, well, I was on the under that game, obviously, yeah, got screwed by the weather. They had 170 yards rushing, but they had 80 yards on one play. So you take that away. I mean, they had 4.6 yards per rush on 37 attempts. If you take away the 80-yard rush, which I understand, he still got the rush. It, but the amount of missed tackles on that run were sickening. Um, but it's like if they bottle him up on that run, you subtract 80 yards. You're looking at 90 yards rushing on 36 attempts. NC State did a good job. Uh, they also turned the ball over three times. So three interceptions. Um I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one. This one's going to answer a lot of questions. McCord looked good in his last game. I think, I mean, he obviously knows. Get the goddamn ball to Marvin Harrison. But I I don't, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust the safeties. I don't trust the secondary. I think there's going to be opportunities. Is that what you were saying? You're saying, who were you yeah. saying susceptible to the deep ball? Yeah, Notre Dame okay. gives up, gives up some explosive pass plays. Yeah. So, I don't know. We will see. A lot of questions are going to get answered here. Um, SMA is a really good running back, but he's more of that bruising running back. So if you load the box, I mean, it's going to make life difficult for him. Um, I don't know. We'll see. So Ohio State minus three. Joseph's on Notre Dame plus three and a half. I am. I got one more and then my lock. Texas Tech versus West Virginia. I watched West Virginia closely this year. Uh, Saw him against Penn State. Good offensive line. Subpar quarterback play. Really good running back in Donaldson. And then I watched the entirety of the backyard brawl. Did you watch that at all? No. Dracovich sucks so bad. (laughs) So bad, dude. I, I don't know what. I was reading the press clippings, I guess, with him at Boston College. A lot of people were high on him. I saw flashes. He sucks bad. Pitt could have won that game without question. I think Dracovich had three interceptions. Um, I literally wrote here, he's a shit bag. Um, and exactly what I just said is exactly what I wrote. What it is what I wrote down. I'm taking Texas Tech minus six. I think you're coming off the backyard brawl. It was a fucking dogfight of a game, an actual backyard brawl. They didn't look good. They have subpar quarterback play. If you can stop the run. Then you can you can get one over on this team. Um, Donaldson's a very good running back, but Texas Tech, I mean, hasn't looked horrible. They collapsed against uh, Wyoming. I understand, but I don't think West Virginia is that good. That's what it boils down to. I was watching, 
I was watching Penn State, which granted Texas Tech's not Penn State, I understand. Um, offensively, I just don't think that they're going to be able to do enough. So stop Donaldson, you pretty much stop West Virginia. So I'm going to take Texas Tech minus six. Because, um, I mean, dude, yeah, what? they The Oregon game was... They got that, well, they were down, Oregon was up one, and then they got the pick six late. But Texas Tech had the ball with a chance to go beat Oregon. Yeah, and then Wyoming, who did, uh, Wyoming just played Texas in a very competitive game. Or yeah, yeah. Somewhat competitive. Yeah, yeah, it looks like Wyoming's, Wyoming's better than Wyoming's better than people three, three thought. Quarters. Yeah, so. Um, and Texas just opened yeah. it up on them in the fourth. Um, what are your thoughts on Tennessee? We talked about it. Nah, I don't know. I'm not going to do it, but I had a question mark by it. I think it's a, I think it's a spot for Tennessee. Um, 20 and a half against UTSA. And then LSU. I was very close to taking them again. Yeah. Arkansas didn't look good. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff? Uh, I believe. What, LSU? Yeah. 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 They didn't look good. So I, I didn't do it. I'm just going to stick with what I got. But all I have left is my lock. Yeah, you got UCLA, Utah. Yeah. No one's we, yeah. messing with that. Uh, I, I looked at it, but it's it's unproven. Is he freshman quarterback yeah, for UCLA? Dante Moore. Going into a crazy fucking environment. And then is Rising playing? Is he not? Yeah. It, do you know if he is? Or are you uh, saying, yeah, like that's I, the question? Yeah, that's the big question. There's just too many unknowns there that I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Because if he's not in, they stink. Yeah. Offensively. I think Utah may not be that good. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. Even with rising, I mean, I don't know if they just have – I don't think they have enough playmakers on offense. So, Um, But, yeah, the big thing is it's a freshman first true tough road test, which which is the only thing keeping me away from taking UCLA. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. Um, But, yeah, just too many many question marks there. So all we have left is the locks, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, here we go. Best bets of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need. Come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. said i gotta get right in my locks of the week and it's starting this week texas a&m versus auburn i'm getting right to it i'm taking a&m minus seven and a half auburn's three and oh they haven't played anybody umass sampered and they should have lost to cal they beat them 14 to 10 a game in which cal turned the ball over four times and lost the time of no i'm sorry i don't even know who turned the fucking ball over because i can never read my handwriting i'm taking a&m it was more of a testament of how good miami is versus how bad a&m's defense was in my opinion Peyton Thorne was 9 of 14 for 94 yards against Cal. That's not going to work against this AM defense. Yes, they got boat raced by, by Miami. I still think Texas AM is going to run Auburn out of the building here. Minus seven and a half is my lock of the week. AM's my lock. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think Texas AM's a good football team. I was impressed by the game against Miami. You look at it, the defense struggled. They gave up. Two touchdown passes over 50 yards, two yeah. big explosive plays, and then they gave up a 98-yard kickoff return. It's like if if you take one of those passes away in the kickoff return, it's like this game's a lot closer than than the score indicates. 
Um, so I think that was like one That's, of the most misleading scores so far. It's like yeah. people think that Texas A&M isn't that good. I mean, just watching the game, watching the talent they have on offense, they're very improved on offense. Um, people are going to think that's planned. No, no, I told you yesterday, but I didn't tell you who. I said I love my lock. Yeah, but I didn't tell you who. Oh, this was the first game I saw. I was like fucking super lock. See, it it took me a while. Like I kept looking over it, but I told you I was looking, 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 and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah. And Peyton Peyton Thorne is the Auburn quarterback. Yeah. Auburn sucks. He stinks. They suck bad. Um, it's his first SEC matchup, and it's on the road in College Station. It's yeah. like I got a bunch of ha 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 free money. <laughs> Uh, do I have to say any more Texas A&M? This is like the most confident I've been in a bet so far this season. That Texas makes me feel so good. Minus seven and a half. Because no, dude, I told like I swear to God for people listening, like we've said when we're on the same side, mainly college football because NFL it's very condensed. There's only certain games to pick. College football, if we're we're looking at a laundry list of games, sixty whatever games to pick from. The fact that we're, we don't talk about it at all, the fact that we narrow it down and we come to the table and we go, okay, we both agree that this is our lock of the week without without coordinating, that should tell you something. Peyton Thorne stinks. We saw him at Michigan State with weapons all around him. Jaden Reed for the Packers just caught two touchdowns last week. Keon Coleman is with a, uh, with uh, Florida State. Peyton Thorne had weapons. He stinks. 9 of 14, 94 yards against Cal. They won 14 to 10. They got out first downs. Cal had 19 to Auburn's 12. This is their only competition, so this is the only like comparison you can have pretty much. Um, I, they had 230 yards of offense. That is not going to work against A&M. And A&M's offense that looks improved, like you talked about, the splash plays against Miami are what really hurt them. But that was the main thing I wrote down. I felt like it was more of a testament that Miami's good this year. Yeah. Miami's good. They have guys on offense. They're able to score points. Oh, they have serious talent on offense. Yeah. With Van Dyke playing so well. No, yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that. Texas A&M minus seven and a half is the lock of the week. Joseph, what is your lock? I uh, hate to be boring because it just seems like so boring after what y'all go through <laughs> with all that hype. But uh, I'm going to take a weird one. Uh, it's another game for me similar like last week with Missouri only being a four-and-a-half-point dog. Um, I'm going to go Middle Tennessee minus two-and-a-half over Colorado State at home. Uh, MTSU, they got blown out by Alabama in week one. They lost ironically a close one to Mizzou in week two, 23 to 19. And then last week they beat a shit bag of a team, Murray state. Uh, on the other side, we just saw Colorado state who was 20, 20, what? 23, 24 point, underdogs. 24 point dogs against Colorado last week cover. And they had a real chance to win the game in double OT. I don't know why middle Tennessee is favored in this game. So with that reason, give me middle Tennessee minus two and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't take Colorado State. I it's definitely think, a letdown spot. Yeah, that's like having your heart broken like that, 90-whatever it was for the to tie the game. Yeah, like 98 yards. It's like, yeah, they, they could have deflated Colorado State. And they just left it all out. But I do, I don't like, I don't hate Norvell. Um, he could rally the troops. But, yeah, I mean, they just, with all that hype and anticipation and all the celebrities on the sideline and all, everything that went on in that game, you exert a lot of a lot of energy and and 
and it, it was a late game, and and now you're going to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean it is. It'll be an interesting one for sure um, to see how they respond from that game. So to recap, um, just go down the line. Purdue plus seven, San Jose State plus three and a half, Florida State Clemson over fifty five and a half, Oregon minus twenty one. Penn State minus 14, Ohio State minus 3, Washington State plus 3, Texas Tech minus 6, and Texas A&M minus 7.5, the lock of the week. Georgia State plus 6.5, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina over 62.5. I have Oregon first half minus 11.5. I have Oregon for the full game minus 21. I have Ohio State minus three, and I have Texas A&M minus seven and a half as my lock of the week. Okay. Thursday, Wisconsin at Purdue. I'm taking Purdue plus five and a half. Um, Then I'm going to go Florida State, Clemson. I'm going to take Florida State minus two and a half. In the Army-Syracuse game, I'm going to go under 51 and a half. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame plus three and a half. And for my lock of the week, I'm taking Middle Tennessee minus two and a half. Alrighty, there you go. That is our best bets of the week for college football. We will now turn our attention to the NFL. Uh, and it was a tough one. It was a tough week for sure. Um, we'll start with the Thursday game because it started out pretty well. Eagles-Vikings over 49. I think there was three points scored in the first quarter, and the next thing you know, we're soaring past the over. You and I were both on it. And that was the only good thing that happened all week. Yeah. Uh, Bengals minus three and a half. Joe Burrow aggravated his calf. Doesn't matter. The Bengals are struggling right now. They will get it going. It, re- it reminds me of when the Chiefs were struggling, and they were like, what's going on? And then they fucking go on a run to the AFC Championship game. Um, Have y'all seen anything on that? Is there any updates? I couldn't find any. I mean, the line hadn't really moved. I'm sure he's going to play. Um you talking about Bengals? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to play. I mean, last I saw, the line didn't move. So, are they still? Yeah, I thought his status was up in the air. Yeah. Well, they were two-point favorites. Now I see two and a half. Okay. So, I mean, that should definitely tell us something. But uh, Jets plus nine and a half. Uh, I bet I, I took this pick because I was relying on the Jets' defense to step up and keep this game close. They didn't. The, the Cowboys are good. I would make the argument that the Cowboys are the best team in football. Might be a hot take. I, I you could I I would say the Cowboys. I don't know. You could say the Niners. I wouldn't. You could say the Chiefs. I wouldn't. I mean, who would you say best best team in football right now? Um, I'm not ready to give the Cowboys that. Who would you give it to? Bengals are struggling. Chiefs struggling. I get it. Was yeah, on the I road. would go with the Niners still. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that that's the only other one that I would I guess consider. But, dude, Michael Parsons is so good. Yeah. I remember watching him walk across the stage, and it was just like on draft night, and it's like that's a they're going to hit on that. It's like how do you not, you know? He was so good at Penn State. The way he plays, the the way the NFL is now, it's like he's guaranteed to be good. I don't know why he didn't go higher. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it. But he was so good at Penn State, like a freak. Their defense is the real deal. They They were – I get it, Zach Wilson – and the Giants where they get the blocked field goal for a touchdown. And, and and I understand. I know what I'm watching. But they are so fast, dude. They're flying around the field. But the main thing was how well they were able to move the ball on Jets' defense. 
I was I was sold on the Jets defense. I thought they were going to do much better. I really did. CD Lamb's good. Yeah, really good. Um, so Jets plus nine and a half was a loser. Browns minus two and a half last night was a loser. Um, and this was tough. This was really tough. Nick Chubb knee gone. His knee is on the field still. So say a prayer for Nick Chubb. You might never see him run the football again. Uh, when he went out, it was a it was tough sledding from there. Deshaun Watson might stink. Yeah, he might stink. That that might go down as one of the worst deals of all time. And we were like, "Come on, baby, come to New Orleans, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> suckers." Uh, yeah, he's not good. He he is panicking in the pocket. He's not elusive like he used to be. He's missing throws. He was converting some third downs. I'll give him credit in critical situations, but. Uh, it was a really unfortunate game because we had the Browns minus two and a half. The Steelers first play of the game, get a pick six, a funky pick six, and then they seal the game with a scoop and score fumble. Uh, it, it is what it is. It it sums up the week. Uh, Jaguars plus three was mine and Nick's lock of the week. And this was a good pick. If you if you if they were playing again this week, same line, same situation, I'd take Jaguars again. Yeah, I really would. You got to execute in the red zone. The difference between a good and an elite quarterback is red zone execution. Patrick Mahomes, every time he got down there, he's making shit happen. He's throwing fucking floater balls to Travis Kelsey, and he's somehow wide open. Trevor Lawrence is throwing balls over the, his receiver's head out the back of the end zone, not allowing them to get their feet down. He's leading Calvin Ridley into the, the goddamn <laughs> yeah. goal he post. He's throwing it fucking out of bounds. Yeah. So I didn't like the play calling. You get down there. It might have been a flag. I think it was. They had six opportunities from the one-yard line. Couldn't punch it in. You get down there. You run a quarterback keeper, which I understand. If it's wide open, you're like, oh, what a play call. So tip your cap to the Chiefs defense for staying disciplined and going with them. It went nowhere. It it was extremely frustrating because we had multiple, multiple opportunities. And then you get the Chiefs into a third and six. And Mahomes does what he seems to always do in – find somebody wide open downfield as he's rolling out, and that's the nail in the coffin. You get a muff punt, you get the ball inside the 10, come away with a field goal. It, you go, what, they have four red zone trips, no touchdowns? There's something like that. Yeah. I, I, don't think they, I don't think they scored a touchdown. I could be wrong, but I know Lawrence didn't. It was so many opportunities. The defense played great. You hold them to, what, they have 17 points? Yeah. You hold them to 17 points. You got it. You, you have to at least cover that game. It was really, really frustrating. It, it was because everything was going our way in the beginning. Everything you need to happen to beat the Chiefs was was happening. So it is what it is. Um, I said it when they drafted him. I said it when he was in college. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence will not throw the ball over the middle of the field. Everything is a check down or to the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we'll see. One and three on the week for me. No, I'm sorry. One and four. Jesus Christ. I wrote one and three. It's one and four. So I'm three and six, I believe. I was, what was that, week two? I was two and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm three and six. Three and six, one and one of my locks of the week. Uh, you went one and two. Yeah, I was on the over as well. I was on all three. We were on each other's bets. Yes. Um, Jacksonville, I guess, will go there. It was 17 points for the Chiefs. You, you told me that before the game started. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm already counting my money. Yeah. You know? The Chiefs' defense is playing fairly well going against the Lions, who's a decent offense, and Jacksonville, who is expected to take a step up. So the Chiefs... 
No, their defense is better than than advertised. Yeah. It, it's like the trendy thing to be like, oh, Chiefs have no defense, have a great offense. But the Chiefs' defense was good in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs' yeah. defense was good last year. That was a, in large part why I put such a big bet on them in the Super Bowl. It they have a much better defense than advertised. Yeah, and then the Browns minus two and a half, like you said, Nick Chubb gets hurt. Deshaun Watson makes everything look so fucking hard. Yes, it's like he's never just gonna throw it quickly. Yeah, he's gonna like fucking start running for his life and make. Make it so hard to He's going to slam a, a defensive end down by his face mask. <laughs> yeah. And then he's going to push like, a ref. That's the difference. Like, Patrick Mahomes makes... He escapes, but it's like, it's it's easy. Yeah. It's like it's fucking effortless. Watson is like fucking making the receiver make such a hard catch. Yeah, you see it's him. Like, it's like you have like a knot in your stomach. You're like, oh, please, yeah. Mahomes. You're like, oh, good. He has yeah. time to do something mm-hmm. now. Watson's, like I said, throwing people down by his face mask. He's pushing a ref, funneling a fucking cheerleader, and then and then... Rolling his ankle all in the same process. The biggest waste of money in the history of playing. It really is, dude. I was mad. I stayed up late and watched it. I had to get up for work early. I was not happy. Yeah. So, but this is a perfect example. So you go one and two. You very well could have been three and oh. Mm-hmm. Probably should have been three and oh. Yeah. But then I caught break, breaks last week with the under and the... San Francisco Pittsburgh game. I mean, mm-hmm. that game could have easily went over with the amount of points that San Francisco scored. Yeah. When then the the Steelers obviously chasing touchdowns there at the end. Um but, you know, that's how the NFL is. Yeah. Usually it's going to be a couple of plays that could have Oh yeah. decided the winner against the Pretty spread. much every game. You could look at you could pinpoint one play. Mm-hmm. Damn near. All right, Joseph, let's talk about it. How'd your weekend go? Terrible. <laughs> How do you feel? As I the, mean, I understand now. And what? Of what? Like, I understand this whole time why y'all said y'all like college, y'all like betting on college football now. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. I, I hate it. I just think there's more opportunity to find the home runs. Exactly. But no, I'm miserable. I like betting the NFL, though. I don't. And probably, I win probably one. historically, I've been better at betting the NFL. Obviously, I, year one, I did spectacular in college. It's been tough sledding since. Yeah. Um, NFL, I've been more consistent, I would say. So, but yeah, what'd you, you had three plays? Yeah. Okay. Um, None of them hit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the week. No, it's miserable. This is the week. I had one year like that. No, and it's really aggravating. I started like the first 10 bets, I was one and nine. I don't like, I don't like being frustrated when I'm watching these games and I'm, I'm just, Take your emotion out angry. of Angry. Yeah. But not angry to where I'm throwing shit around. It's just like, just fucking shut up, you know? Mm-hmm. The announcers just say shit to piss you off when you're already down in the dumps. Oh, did y'all see the Iowa State-Ohio game? There was a field goal that Ohio that Iowa State kicked. It looked like it was clearly good. Yeah, it made it, and they just said no. I, I watched... I did watch it again, and it is close to going, like, over it. I definitely thought it was in, but it was, like, close to where it goes directly over the pole. But I think that's supposed to be in. Yeah, well, I saw... they Then they show, like, you know, they have a camera right under the goalpost yeah. with the referee right there, and they're, like, looking up, and it's, like, clearly inside the post. Yeah. Well, Iowa State lost 10-7. to 7. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> if that field goal is counting good like it should have been, that game's going to overtime. <laughs> yeah, that stinks. Whatever. That's their problem. All right, we look ahead to a bounce-back... Um, a bounce back college football 
I mean, NFL. Every time I'm trying to write the timestamps for you motherfuckers, I swear I can't speak. I can't multitask. It's a bounce back week in the NFL. That's what it's going to be. There's just no other way. Thursday, Giants and 49ers. It's it's every Thursday. Um, I don't want to bet this shit. Okay, well, you got to relax. I hate the Giants. I can't stand them. Well, I'm taking them. We talked about it a little bit before. I am going to take them. Plus 10. Plus 10 and a half would be nice. This is one of those 49ers are, like you said, possibly the best team in football. Most would probably say Giants just lost their best player. They nearly lost to the worst team in football. And that's why they're going to at least cover this game. Yeah. Because the NFL doesn't make sense. The talent discrepancy is razor thin. This is a chance for the Giants defense to rally around the loss of Saquon. Um, There's actually talks that he may go, but there's no way he's going to go. There's zero chance. Um, Brock Purdy. Let's see him do it. Ayuk's hurt. I'll take the Giants plus 10. Okay. What about you? I'm going Giants first half plus seven. Jesus. I think Giants come out here strong. Plus seven? Having a game early, maybe it gets away from them at the end. I don't know. How's it seven in the first half? That's just the way they make the lines. I look for little flaws and the odds makers. Why do I only get three more? I'm sure people, because everybody, no, nobody wants to lay the 10 with the 49ers. So everybody's like, all right, I'll just bet the first half. <laughs> well, they're they're jackasses. I'm betting Giants. Plus <laughs> <laughs> seven first half. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, at least we got double opportunity. I'll take the Giants plus 10. You're on Giants first half plus seven. Yeah. Okay. Joseph, what are you taking? Under, under 44 and a half. Okay. Um, 49ers defense is very, very good. We know that um, being at home, uh, prime Thursday night game, I don't see the Giants um, with or without Barkley being able to score too many points at all uh, on, the on if not the best defense, one of the top two, three defenses in the NFL. And, uh, and I, I can see the number being right around that spread, so I'm going to go ahead and take the under 44.5. Okay. I think the Giants are going to surprise us. I hope the Giants are going to surprise us. Uh, all right, we turn our attention to Sunday. Um, how many total do you have? Going three? Yep. I think I might be going three as well. Um, what's your first one? Um, Saints at Packers. Really? Yeah. No, huh? You're going to do it? <laughs> yeah. Really? Um, both these teams have below average rush offenses to start the year. Saints rank 18th, averaging 101. Point five yards per game. The Packers rank 25th, averaging only 88 rushing yards per game. The Saints defense ranks sixth in opponents' yard per play and number four in points per game allowed. While both of these teams are struggling to run a ball, the Packers are struggling more. I, I know Jamal Williams is out. He really wasn't carrying the rock that well for us when he was healthy. So um, I was impressed by Tony Jones Jr. I thought he did did enough. I mean. Obviously, running it with Hill helps. Um, if Keandre Miller's back, that's going to be huge. I feel like just... Why do people keep calling him that? What's his name? Kendra. Kendra Miller. I heard somebody else call him Keandre today. All right. Well, it's Kendra Miller. I trust you. It, I, I promise. <laughs> You're notoriously horrible at names on the show. <laughs> um, the Saints have the better defense. They have more playmakers on offense. I feel like 
you just watch the Saints and you're like, they're almost there. Mm-hmm. They're cars almost putting it together. It's like, when is that going to happen? I'm bet I'm betting it's going to happen this game. I agree with uh, that. Saints plus two. Okay. No, I agree with that. I I, I I'm not going to do it just because. It, it's going on the road, which we're typically a we're one of the actually we're the best road team I think since 2018. But back to back games on the road, going out uh, east, and then now you're going up north, and you're bouncing around. Short week. I hope we beat the dog shit out of them. Obviously, we certainly can. I do think our defense could give um, could give Jordan Love some trouble. He's looked. Like he's got potential to like take a step forward, I guess. Now that he's got the reins in Green Bay, but yeah, I don't know. That defense is really, really fucking good. Um, Jamal Williams being out, so you're banking on Kendra Miller being back. He's gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, because they got guys on that D line. That's what worries me. Life's fucking tough when you don't have a run game. Yeah, Jamal Williams is out. I understand Tony Jones Jr. scored two touchdowns, and everybody's like, well, yeah, he looked great. He's, he averaged two yards a rush. So Taysom Hill was our most dynamic rusher. Uh-huh. So, And that's great to have because he'll still be there. Maybe next time, fucking when you roll him out, just fucking dink and dunk it right over to Carr, who's wide open. He had his hand up. He was throwing his hand up. He wanted the ball. Kendra Miller's got to come back, in my opinion. I think uh, signs, I was reading signs are pointing to that he probably will. Um but that that'll be a huge help because they what they've got Gary, they've got uh, do they have Kenny Clark, they've got um, number seven the dude from Georgia Quay Walker Quay Walker, they've got guys. I mean, that, they gave up a shitload of rushing yards to the uh, Falcons. Yeah, no, they did. Yeah, it just these are just my worries about it. If they can, if they, if the offensive line is fucking struggling, and I don't know, we'll see. We should. Because uh, like I agree, I've been saying the same thing that the offense is right there. The red zone, the red zone chemistry and all of that is certainly going to come. We've been doing a decent job of moving it to the red zone, then mm-hmm. we're just stalling out once we get there. And the emergence of Chris Olave is, uh, which we said it was going to happen, uh, one of the best wide receivers in the in the league. So that catch was insane. But Rashid, Shahid, to have him as your yeah, we third might have option. the best wide receiver room. Yeah, Michael Thomas is all the way back. Uh, that catch on the sideline was sick, but he's making contested catches, taking shots, doing what he does best. Olave gives you that can do it all dynamic factor, best route runner on the team. Well, I, I guess I don't know. Michael Thomas is pretty goddamn good too. But then you have Shahid to take the top off. We need to take more deep shots, I mm-hmm. think, because Jair Alexander is going to be on one of the other two guys. Yeah. So there will be opportunities to take the deep shots. Yeah. No, nah, I mean I wouldn't take the Packers, but. I just have worries. I just want to see it. It's like I'm I'm just kind of like shell-shocked from the previous years. I just want to see it. Um, I am going to take the Vikings in a pick at home. The battle of the 0-2 teams, the Vikings were the one of the best teams in football on paper, uh, record-wise last year. We were very skeptical, and that, uh, that came to be true when it came down to postseason football. Chargers and Vikings are both 0-2. You've got the highest-paid quarterback in Justin Herbert. You've got the Vikings at home, weapons. Um, Eckler, is he going to play? I don't know. I doubt it. I'm leaning towards no from what I've read. Josh Kelly didn't look good uh, in, in limited opportunity. I mean, he had 13 carries, but he, I, I want to say, had like 
two-something yards per carry. Um, the Chargers are struggling. Justin Herbert is one of those. He's got weapons. He's a good quarterback, never going to be a elite quarterback. I've said it. I said it the second they drafted him. He's Phillip Rivers, and not just because he's on the Chargers. This is a must-win for both of these teams, and the Vikings being at home. Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football. He's been starting off strong and fading away in the games. I think we see that change here. I, I think it's a high-scoring game. I almost took the over. Um, indoors on turf. I'm going to take the Vikings, though. I think this is a must-win for the Vikings. So, Vikings in a pick em. Joseph, what's your first one? I'm sorry, bro. You can take the charger. No, I'm going Vikings as well. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's why I said I'm sorry. I hate to put the 0-7 curse on you, but I, I think the same way that you do on this game. I like the Vikings yeah. as well. It's a must win. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a must win for both, but... But it's hard it, to go on the road. Right, right. So... No, they have a good crowd, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Minnesota always does, so... Yeah, I mean, if it was in, if it was a home game for the Chargers, I'd still probably take the Vikings because they don't have a fucking home crowd. Um, yeah, it's sort of like three teams over there. It's like all their home crowds. I don't think I'm going to take it, but what are your thoughts on Patriots-Jets? Are you on it? No. Are you on it? I, no, but I would only take the under. Do you know how many times in years past that I have bet Zach Wilson and the Jets versus the Patriots? Too many. <laughs> and I'm not going to take it, but I really want to take New England. Zach Wilson against New England, 0-4. Two touchdowns, seven interceptions. Bill Belichick has his number. He's got him in purgatory. So, I mean, there might be 10 points scored in this game. So, I really want to take the Patriots because of – but but it's like this is this is a game where both sides lean on the running backs. Brees Hall is definitely going to get more carries. He was pissed that he only got four, understandably. Uh, but then you've got Ramondre Stevenson. You've got guys – Zeke, you've got guys that the Patriots can lean on. It's going to be an ugly game, a defensive battle for sure, I would think. Uh, but Zach Wilson has struggled every single time that he's played the Patriots. And Bill Belichick's so good at defense. What he did against Miami, he kind of laid the blueprint for how to stop Miami. Just keeping the – which I'm, I guess it's not rocket science. It's easier said than done. But the way that he just tried to contain and keep everything underneath with Ty- with Tyreek and Waddle, they were non-existent for a large portion of that game. Mm-hmm. So just his ability to scheme things up. And Zach Wilson fucking sucks. Zach Wilson sucks. It's wild how bad he sucks. Um, I'm not going to do it, but I, I was hoping one of y'all would be on it and then I would consider it. But um, that's all I got. I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously I have my lock of the week, but... Am I crazy for thinking that? It looks like there might be some sharp money on the Jets. Why? I don't know. He's 0-4. Two touchdowns, seven picks. One game, I think he had no touchdowns. I think he had four interceptions. Are they home? Yeah, Jets are home. Okay. All right. Well, all we have left are locks? No, I got two more. Oh, okay, go ahead. And then my lock. Um, Dallas Cowboys at Arizona Cardinals. <clears throat> We touched on Dallas's defense again, one of the best, the elite defenses in the NFL, um, and their offense is it's it's definitely capable of putting up a lot of points. But I don't think they'll put up so many this game that it hits the over. So I'm gonna go to the under 43 in this game. I don't see Arizona putting up many points at all this game. So 
kind of banking on that Dallas defense here. Okay. What's your road. What's your other one then before you lock? Uh, real quick, I'm going to go to a home dog, the Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to take five and a half points with the Bucks. Eagles, okay, Bucks are at home getting five and a half? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Best bets of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. Falcons at Lions. Lions are three-point favorites. The Falcons have the fourth-ranked rush offense, averaging 170.5 rushing yards per game. Detroit has the fourth-ranked total offense in terms of yards per play. Both of these defenses are a little shaky, even though there's not much to like about the Falcons' offense other than B. John Robinson. Um, I still think it's enough here to score points. And then with the absence of Montgomery, I think this ob- this might be a good thing for the Lions offense, getting Jameer Gibbs involved. I think we see the rookie running backs kind of have a field day here. I'm going over 46 points here for my lock of the week. I like it a lot. I thought you were going to take the Falcons, and I was about to tell you. I'm not going to do it, though. <laughs> um, I wanted to take the Falcons bad. Amonra St. Brown is banged up, though. But I do think... With or without him, I think they're going to put points on the board. I was I was looking at that as well. Um, I hope you're right because I have both of those guys in fantasy. Yeah. So I hope the rookie running backs go crazy. Um, my lock of the week, I am going to go right back to him. Jacksonville Jaguars minus nine and a half at home versus the Texans. The Texans are really bad. They're not good at football. Uh, they just lost to the Colts. I think did I think Richardson got banged up again. Uh, they lost 31 to 20 to the Colts, one of the worst teams in football as well. They lost 25 to nine uh, to Baltimore. Going on the road against Jacksonville, where you just saw a really rough showing on offense, but a good showing on defense. That defense is going to still be there. I expect Trevor Lawrence and the weapons to get it going, score some points. Jacksonville, I'm taking Jacksonville big, uh, minus nine and a half lock of the week. Joseph, what's yours? Dude. Gotta do it to you again. Taking the over Jack, in the Lions Jack, and the and no, uh, Falcons. No, Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> Minus nine and a half. You just touched on it. I agree with what you said. And this is to me a good spot for the Jags to get back on track. Trevor Lawrence to get back on track. Stop throwing the balls out of the end zone and over his receivers with that cushy defense that the Texans have. This is a young Texans team. And uh, I think Jacksonville will make some plays on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to take the step forward like we thought, it's got to start now. Right. So you got to – it's going to be – it's going to be much easier to put points on the board against this Houston defense than it is against the Chiefs. So you got to do it. It's got to happen right now or else it's not going to happen at all. So uh, to recap, I am taking the Giants plus 10 on Thursday night. Vikings in a pick them at home, and my lock of the week is the Jaguars minus 9.5. I'm taking the Giants plus 7. First half, I'm taking the Saints plus two. And for my lock of the week, going to Falcons at Lions over 46. Okay. Thursday night, I'm going to take the under 44 and a half in the Giants 49ers. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings with a pick em. Um, Take the under 43 in the Dallas Cowboys Cardinals game. I'm going to take the Bucks plus five and a half. And for my lock of the week, I'm going to go Jags minus nine and a half. 
I pray to God you get your first win this week. Because if you don't, it means it's going to be a bad week for me, too. <laughs> We're on two, right? Uh, yes. Oof. Now, yeah, I, I think this is the bounce back week of bounce back weeks. I really so. hope, man. I really hope. Um, that's all I got. You got anything to say before we go? No, not really. <laughs> you got anything to say before we go? Yeah, I hope it is the bounce back week. Thank yeah, I you. think it's got to be. So, all right, episode 163 is in the books. Hit subscribe everywhere. It's not often that you get a consensus lock in college football between Nick and myself, but you got one this week. Um we're about to get them. It was a rough week. It was right there. Consensus week in NFL too, but I mean, <laughs> I NFL's like, been rough. On, NFL's been rough. Uh, <laughs> nobody really should give a shit, to be quite honest, until we prove otherwise in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, it was a rough week last week. We're going to get them this week. I have high hopes, but I have an uncanny ability to get high hopes every single week. I lose all my bets, and I'm thinking I'm winning them all the next week, but this week it's actually going to happen. I'm well, not jerking off. Okay. And I'm going undefeated because of it. You swear? Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. If that's the trick, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to win bets. And, uh, hey, we'll do anything over here. Y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. practicing this because a little bit that I rushed it felt like I rushed it was good I liked it